today on episode 439 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by Bridget Gordon, the owner of The Green Pig, located in downtown Salt Lake City. We talk about how she created The Green Pig from the ground up with no business loans. That's insane. Her experience as a business owner during the COVID shutdowns and what she did with her time, quote unquote, off how she's recovering from the recent slowdowns, and we had some pretty crazy life stories thrown in there too. This was a great one, Chrissy, but before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show. Hopefully you stick around. If this is your first time and you're asking yourself, what is this podcast all about? What am I about to listen to? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing the awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're talking to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. I think you guys get the idea. We're talking to anyone that might have a cool story to share. I do want to mention something, though. We could use some Apple podcast uh, reviews yeah, from our listeners. Yeah, it's a fun treat. So if you're a longtime listener, if you've been listening to the show for a little while, head on over to Apple Podcast, leave a review. That way we can uh, read it on the show and that way we know how awesome we are. Yeah, I mean, you know, give us five stars, thumbs up, pat on the back. We won't complain. (laughs) But hey, if you want to support this podcast a little more monetarily, a really, really easy way for you to do that is to go head over to supportsaltlake.com and support one of these amazing local businesses that are supporters of this podcast. We have some great sponsors and supporters. We have Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop, Hala, who have done my beautiful hair. Who do we have, Chris? We have Woodland Advisors. Woodland Advisors. Green Bike. Green Bike. So many great Empire, ones. Empire. Anchor. Elevation Chiropractic. We talked to Matt last week. Yes. Go check it out. SupportSaltLake.com. Hey, before we jump into that conversation with Bridget, I did want to mention that during the conversation with Bridget, she mentioned uh, that face masks were not required at the Green Pig. At the time of this recording, this intro, Uh, They actually changed it just like two days ago. Now face masks are required in Salt Lake County. So if you do head on over to the Green Pig, make sure to wear face masks. Masks are now required in all of Salt Lake County. So pay attention to that. Here's that conversation with Bridget Gordon. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the conversation. So Bridget Gordon, I'm Chris, my wife, Chrissy. We've been uh, doing this podcast for almost eight years and I have not had you on the podcast yet. It's hard to oh believe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, where, where are you from? Are you from Utah or where did you grow up? I grew up in California. Where, where in California? Well, you know, my parents were military. So we went, we, we were in every military base in California. I mean, from the Sacramento area to the middle of nowhere outside of Fresno to Ventura to San Diego, and there were some stations, uh, military stations. We actually got stationed twice and three times out. Like we would, they would move us to San Francisco, and then we would go back to uh, Lemoore, California, which is outside of Fresno, and then we would go down to uh, Camarillo, which is uh, Port Wainimi and Point Magoo down there, and then go back up to Lemoore again, and then back to then the you know just all up and down the coast of California. We started out in Virginia. And, but, um, we left Virginia when I was five. So, you know, not many, uh, uh, ties left there or anything. So, yeah, and I grew up right in Ventura there. You were mentioning Ventura and Camarillo. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you yeah. were in my old stomping grounds. Yeah. There, so. What town did you live in? In Ventura, right, right by the beach. Right, there, in, Ventura? right, right in Ventura. Oh, right, okay. uh, right, right kind of on the edge of Ventura and Ojai, if you remember where Ojai is. 
Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I have a home in Huntington beach now. And so, um, and I go to California once a month and then, but we'll go up to, uh, go up to Ventura. There's always some really great car shows going on. My my husband's a car enthusiast. Now, how long have you been the owner of the green pig then? I kind of want to jump right into that. uh... Yeah. Our 11th anniversary is coming up in August. 11th anniversary of the green pig or of you owning the green pig or, or did you, are you the original owner? I'm the original owner. Yeah, I built it. Yeah, this building was a burned out, condemned building. And uh, it was, you know, there was not even a, an electrical line or a plumbing line. It was just nothing but brick wall and dirt floor. And uh, so I came in here and did the whole build out. I mortgaged my house. Um, and, uh, you know, I was cow. lucky enough to have enough equity in my house. And I took out a $100,000 loan and just did a whole build out on this on this building. And then... Um, after our first year of business, I saved up and then I added the rooftop patio. The reason I picked this building is because it had a flat roofed roof on it. And and I was always like, why isn't there a, a business with a rooftop patio? And I thought, and I was the first one to ever do it. So it was a, it was a lot of work. It was, a, it was hard to get it to figure out and have the people at the city county building because they didn't know how to do this either. They were just like, I don't know how to do a rooftop patio. <laughs> no one, no one's ever done one before. So, uh, yeah, so I was the first one to do it. And then, of course, after I did it, then many other places wanted to, to do it as well. And then, you know, when I would go over there for other things, they're like, we hate you. <laughs> this is such a pain in the ass. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you could you could swear language swear isn't a problem want. on this yeah. on this podcast, okay. Bridget. Now, <laughs> okay. I mean, you so you've seen the liquor laws change over the last 11 years. You've watched a lot of growth in Salt Lake City. You've probably mm-hmm. seen a lot of stuff happen in the last 11 years with uh, the bar industry. It has changed so much, and I, I love the growth that's happened and the, you know, so much variety now, which is wonderful, you know, because to me, you know, some people look at when other bars open up like, oh, that's competition, and I go, oh, no, I welcome them with open arms because to me, that's just bringing more people to the area, and so, you know, I just love, like, if a bar opens right next door to me, I'm like, welcome, yay, you know, because there's going to be more people over here generating more business for all of us. And I know that Salt Lake has enough people in it to support this kind of business that's going on with the growth we've have been having, you know, but now with the COVID, it's been a little different. But uh, before March 16th, boy, life was real awesome. <laughs> well, it, well, I wanted to mention, I mean, we had Kurt from Twist on, who's right around the corner from you. And he was mentioning, oh, Kurt, yeah. yeah, he was mentioning how awesome you are. And he was talking about oh. the same thing uh, about how, you know, you guys kind of, you know, bring business to each other. It's, it's all a big family down there, really. It's uh, really a win-win when you just support each other. Exactly. You know, because it's, you know, it's not us against us, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I look at it. And it's, you know, it's us against them, whoever wants to, you know, be haters out there, but, um, yeah, but as far as the bar community, especially like especially where we're at, because between State Street and Main Street and Fourth South and Third South, there's like 16 bars on this one block, you know. And we're, so we're, we're actually the the bar district now, which is kind of cool. So that is cool. You know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. You, so a lot of people just started like, bar hop through the week. Yes, I did. I was out here by myself for the longest time. You know, I came uh, open up the green pig and I'm over here on this corner going, Hey, anybody, anybody see me over here? <laughs> when <laughs> you, you know? opened the green pig, were there other things around that people could go do? Or were you kind of expanding into an area that you were trying to pull people towards? Uh, that's exactly it. I was expanding into an area and trying to bring people over here. Cause this was pretty much other than the lawyer's office. It was the dead corner, right, you know, right. um, it, you know, this this building was the Cabana Club. I don't know if you guys remember the Cabana Club, 
but it was the Cabana Club for 60 something years. And then they had a fire and then they never opened back up and they just gutted the building. And so this building just sat here, just an empty shell for about three and a half years. And so, yeah. And, um, I always loved this building. I was just like, I would drive by this building going, Oh my gosh, I love that building. And so it was a dream come true when I actually got to get this building and then, you know, come in here with a, a clean slate and design it the way I wanted to design it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, just I got to be creative and boy, I had to because a hundred thousand dollars doesn't go a long way. Well, that's what I was thinking. When, <laughs> that's the only thing you did. You didn't take out any small business loans. Like you just uh-uh. took your house, remortgaged it and put it into the bar. I did. That's amazing that you did that with that much, like that little money, really, when you're trying to do something. Oh, yeah. Were you uh, ever a little bit worried or panicky or were you just like full I was force? scared to death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a commitment, but it's it's such an amazing thing that you did. Well, you know, I, I was 50 years old when I did this. And so I'm an out-of-work 50-year-old bartender, you know, and I just mortgaged my house. And I, I mean... You know, I thought, God, if none of this works out, I guess I could live and move to Moab and live in my tent trailer. And I thought, well, that doesn't suck either because I love whitewater rafting and that, that's my, you know, that's my passion. And so I'm like, I'll just be, a, I'll be a river guide. It's a good plan B. <laughs> now, were you bartending at other bars before you opened the Green Pig or what got you even interested in the bar industry, period? I mean, especially at 50 years old. Right. Well, you know, I've been bartending and or in the bar business since I've 18 years old. I lied when I got my first bartending job. You can do that then. You can't do yeah, that anymore, Yeah, man. you know, in the 70s, you know, they didn't check on your staff. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm 21. Yeah, I know how to bartend. And it was so funny because I'm, I'm uh, and I was bartending this big party and, and someone came up and asked for a Long Island iced tea and I didn't know what the hell was in it. I didn't. And I, and I just started throwing scotch in it <gasps> no way. and whiskey so, so, and vodka and tequila and I shook it up and I'm like here you go and, no. and, and the bartender next to me goes have you ever done this before and I'm like not really and and he and he was this older gay gentleman and he was just fantastic he's like all right just ask me before you make a drink okay and I'm like okay and that was kind of like how I got started and then um and I was in California at that time and then when I moved here to Utah you know, I just got jobs at like little bars. And so I've been doing this my whole life. And this is what I've always wanted to do. I've always loved this business. I mean, I've been, I'm passionate about it. Um, I always believe that whatever job you have in life, if you give it a hundred percent, you'll always be successful at it. And, and if you don't like it, then get out of it and do something else that, you know, that makes you happy, but never, never stay at a job that you're you're not happy at. And so this is what I've always loved. I've gone to school, you know, I've got a degree in filmmaking of all stupid things, you know, oh, but wow. yeah, but this is, you know, this is what I kept doing and I still love doing it. And, uh, I, I would, I, I could not do anything else. I just really couldn't. So, but I was part of the port call family. So okay. I worked, yep. I worked at port call for, uh, 12 years. So when they closed February of 09, and I'm talking to my husband, I'm going, you know, but nobody wants to hire an old girl to be a bartender. You know, I'm still kind of cute, but <laughs> you know, I'm not 22 anymore. Right. So, um, you know, and he's just like, you know, you just need to open up your own bar and, you know, and I'm like, you know, I've always loved that building and I've always thought something could be really great about that building. And so he's like, let's mortgage the house. So <gasps> that's what we did. 
And that's probably helpful to have a supportive spouse like that, you know, somebody yeah. who believes in you and pushes you and uh, and like encourages you to yeah. that extent. <laughs> that is an extremely supportive partner. Oh, he's yeah. We've been married thirty six years, so we we've been together a long time, and you know. He, he is. He's he's my rock. He's my rock. He's my best friend. He's my rock. He's my confidant. You know, I'm 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 very fortunate that I married the right guy the first time. Let's, so awesome. I want to talk about. You mentioned how March 16th was like the last best day of the world, or something like that. I, I, your your comment about March 16th, and I, and I want to jump into that. I want to jump into what that was like. What you remember. About, I mean, you, did you get a phone call or, and then you just have to tell all your employees, Hey, we got to shut down. I mean, what, what happened there? I was glued to the television set from that morning. Cause like the weekend we were taking a pretty good hit over the weekend. Cause you know, the COVID thing was coming out and people started getting scared before we closed. And so my business was down around 50% over the weekend, which St. Patty's day weekend is my second biggest weekend of the year. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, you, you felt the, the doom coming, you, you, you knew this big, heavy cloud was going to be coming over us. Um, you know, I was hoping that we wouldn't get closed down, but I understood it. You know, I, I, I wasn't mad about it. I was sad about it. So the day of, you know, we just, you know, I got here at eight o'clock in the morning. I just had the news on and we just watched it. And it was what, like around noon when they announced that they were closing us and that 11 o'clock that night we had to be closed. And so Mondays, I don't know if you guys know, but on Mondays I do a blues jam um, on Monday nights. And, you know, I, I have the longest running blues jam in Salt Lake. And um, and so, you know, I just put it out there on my social media going, hey, this is it, kids. Let's uh, go out with a bang here. And um, and it was a lovely night. You know, a lot of us were crying and hugging, and we probably shouldn't have been because we were all in close contact with each other. Um, but we still but, didn't know back then. I mean, in March, nobody yeah, really knew no. what the virus was about or how to even avoid it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so we just, and then 11 o'clock we closed. And then the next day, you know, I did a, an employee meeting, which was St. Patty's day. And I just, you know, talked to my whole staff and, you know, I said, listen, you know, nobody's going to go hungry or homeless. So I'm here for you guys. Let, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is a two week thing or a two month thing. And, uh, and again, we're all crying and hugging each other and just, you know, the thing like in our business, we become a family, you know, all the, all the employees and, and I've treated all these people like all my kids, you know, they're just all my children. I just take care of them. I'm their second mom kind of thing. And, um, so it was, you know, I felt sad that I wasn't going to see these kids every day for a while. That was, that was really tough. It's kind of like a forced graduation or like when you have to leave summer camp. Right. It's right, a, right. Yeah, it's this weird. I, I had that same thing at my office when they said, go work from home. I was like, what's happening? Well, like, where are we going? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do now? And how do we how do we do this? You know, and my my first thought, you know, my first after the first week of being closed, I was like, you know, I know how to throw parties every day because that's what I do. Right. I, you know, which is I, impressive because that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I said, but I don't I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to sit on my ass at home and I don't know how to be depressed. I don't know how to not work. Um, I don't know how to not be in business. Um, I don't know how to do a COVID-19. I, you know, there were so many things that were just overwhelming for me, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, 
you know, I didn't want to get out of bed. I, I don't I think a lot of us still know how to do a COVID-19, though. That's the problem. Yeah. You know I feel I mean? very right. confused. It, it's like you don't know who to listen to. You don't know what to, to yeah. you know. Ah, it's so confusing. So did you do like, I mean, what did you do with that feeling? Like, what did you do when you got home and you're like, I don't know what to do? Did you put it into, did you do a new hobby? Or like a lot of us were trying to struggle to find something to keep us busy. Right, right. Um, well, I cleaned out my closet. That's always good. I still haven't done that. And it's been like three months. So good for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then the next day I cleaned it out again because I went, okay, I, I, I could throw away more stuff or not throw away more stuff, but donate. But it's still all sitting in a pile in my garage because, you know, all those places closed. So I haven't had a chance to run it over anywhere. But, um, you know, I did that. I did some gardening. Um, and that kept me busy for about five days. And then I went, I am going stir crazy because my husband and I, because of the last night of being in business and I did hug on so many people that when I got home, I quarantined myself. And that was, that was the hardest thing because I have five grandchildren and I see my grandchildren like four to five days a week and I could not see them all of a sudden. Mm. So for three weeks, you know, I wasn't getting little hugs. I wasn't getting my little kisses and I wasn't hugging my little babies. And that was, that was tougher than not being in business. Like, Oh, that's really hard. That was the toughest part. And I had two of the babies had birthdays during this oh. quarantine time I had. And so I just stand at the end of the driveway and cry and oh. put their gifts on the driveway. And I'm like telling my daughter, don't let them see me because they'll come running out. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. And I'm like boobing and I get in my car and I leave, you know? Oh. And so that was the hardest part. And then, but after, you know, this couple of weeks, I decided to do some projects here at the Green Pig. So I, uh, had a contractor come in and we did a nice facelift and I spent a shit ton of money and the bar's never been in better shape. I mean, it's in the 11 years I've been open. This is the fourth. Each time I do this, I do something better. You know what I mean? I oh, make yeah. it, you know, it's like, Oh, I can afford to buy this kind of equipment now. And you know, <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, I could get brand new coolers and a brand new walk-in and you know, and things like that. So so we did that and we painted the inside, we painted the outside of the building, we we bought new equipment, we remodeled the patio bar, um, I refinished the whole main bar. Um, and so we we stayed busy, you know. I'm like, okay, let's just let's just do this. And so when we opened back up, I thought, you know, we're just gonna open up and be more fabulous than we were before we closed down. So and that's what we did. When did you reopen back up? How long have you been about it's been a little over a month, hasn't it? Um, we reopened on May 18th. Okay. So yeah, a month ago, we're recording this yeah. on June 18th. So, mm-hmm. so exactly yeah. a month. How has it been? I mean, is every day more and more people coming out or how's that working out for you to um, be open? Well, uh, it's interesting. Um, so before we closed, I, you know, for years built a great lunch crowd here and because we have so many businesses around us. And, you know, I would do these five ninety nine lunch specials every day. And so my lunches were great. I mean, like I had to have two servers on, a bartender, a food runner, you know, it was like hustle and bustle. And, and then my night shifts were, were good as well. But now I have no lunch crowd. My lunch crowd is gone because uh, there's everybody's working from home still. So there's not a lot of people downtown right now. So my lunch is pretty much gone. But what's interesting is that because there's still so many people on unemployment, Around one thirty in the afternoon, you know, these kids are waking up going, oh, I'm hungry. And, you know, a beer sounds good with that. So. <laughs> well, there's an upside. So, so I'm getting kind of a late hit. So now my afternoons are actually pretty good. So from like one thirty to 5, I'm still selling what I used to sell at lunchtime from the, you know, 11 to 2. But now I'm doing it from 2 to 5. So 
Like, Interesting. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So people are. Yeah. It probably took you a second to figure that out. It did. It did. Because yeah. I'm just going, oh, what did I do? And I thought, you know, the first week, I'm like, maybe I, because most of the bars now around town are not opening until three in the afternoon. So not many people are doing lunch at all. They're just like, okay, we're not going to be busy during the day because there's nobody downtown. So I know a lot of bars are, you know, like Kirk at Twist, he's not opening until what, five in the afternoon. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the bourbon people, they're not opening until three or four in the afternoon. So I think a lot of places are just going, yeah, we're not going to do that. But I'm going to stay true to who I am. We open at 11. That's just all there is to it. And if we're standing around for the first couple hours, I got I got these kids clean and stuff, you know. So they're 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 getting ready, and then you know, and they, but from two to five, they're they're making they're still making pretty decent money. And then the evening, you know, because we're all our tables now, we had to take fifty percent of our tables out. And how how long do you have to keep fifty percent of the tables out for until until we go green, or how does that work out? When we go to yellow, I actually get to add a few more tables. We we won't get to go to full occupancy because uh-huh. right now I'm running at forty percent occupancy. And so when we go to yellow, then I think I can go to around 60 to 70% occupancy. And then I can't go to a hundred percent until green. So, but we're not even in the yellow yet. We're still in the orange. Um, I heard talks of yellow might happen around June 27th, but we'll see. But, you know, we keep having these spikes and we, you know, I guess, uh, was it today? They were saying there was like 400 new cases. 495 uh, today. Yeah. Right. Wow. You know, that's, 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 that's a lot of cases. Um, but you know, we're not getting as sick as, as we were in the beginning of this night, probably the weather has something to do with that, but you know, people are testing positive, you know, we've had all these protests going on, you know, so there, I think there's been a lot more people contaminating each other, you know, yeah. for sure. Have the, so. have the protest affected any of your business or not really so much? Oh no, it affected me. Um, the one on the first one on May 30th, oh, that was, that one was heartbreaking. I was actually at the library when that happened. When oh, um, cause I, my hairdresser, uh, Princess Kennedy, I don't know if you're familiar with oh, her. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's one of my dearest friends, and, and so she does my hair. And um, and I hadn't had my hair done in three and a half months, so I, I had a lot of gray happening. It was not pretty. So she's like, hey, come by the library on Saturday. And she goes, I'll get you in, and we'll color those roots. I'm like, sweet. So at 2 o'clock, I walk over there, and all these protesters are showing up out in front of the library. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And so, you know, I can see everything from her salon, right? Because she's got those windows right there on 4 South. So I'm, you know, watching all these people show up. And then and then I, then I watched them attack that police car. And I have a dye in my hair. And the security team from the library goes, we got to get out of the building now. <laughs> and, oh you know, and, and I've got this dye in my hair. And PK is like going, I have to rinse her hair. Otherwise, her hair will fry off her head tomorrow. So, you know, <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh, no. so she, she rinses the dye out of my hair. And then I watch the car, the police car get set on fire. And we're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, we've got to, you know, get out of here. So we, the security, the library security got us out in the basement parking level out onto fifth floor, fifth south, you know. And, yeah. um yeah, and we're like deer in the headlights, right? We're just like, oh my god, what did we just watch? That was so freaking scary. Yeah, it I was... mean, were you scared to go outside? Well, we of were. Course. Yeah, we I, were I mean, like, yeah. well, yeah. I would not know where to go or what to do. I'd just hide on in the basement. I'd like wait it <laughs> yeah. out. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, my hair was dripping wet because she rinsed me out, and she's like, "We're out of here." So we, wow. you know, we got out. We and we came out on Fifth South, so there was nobody over there. And then we went on the other side of the uh, county building, and we just took pictures of the car burning. And we stayed away from the crowd. And then we came over here to the pig, 
then her and I had like three shots of whiskey back to back. We're like shot, shot, shot. (laughs) (laughs) I think you earned it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then, you know, and then I was just, wa- you know, cause we could see it from our front door of the, the stuff that was happening. And so, yeah, I just, I said, you know what, let's close it. Uh, I want to lock up. And we were, we had a full bar and I went to all the customers and I said, I'm really sorry. I said, but this is making me uneasy across the street. I am concerned about your safety and our safety. So I'm going to, I'm going to close the bar. And so by six o'clock we had everybody out of the bar um, the, you know, the customers, the employees, I locked the doors and then my son and I, and two of my door staff stayed here all night long and guarded our building because I didn't know if they were going to just start going around and looting, you know, businesses or tearing apart more than what they were tearing apart. Yeah. Um, and so we stayed here and we guarded our building and, um, you know, and thank God nothing happened to us. Everything pretty much stayed over there until they walked up to what city Creek and then they did some damage up there. Um, so, you know, that, you know, I'm all about protesting. I mean, you know, you've got something, you know, things need to, to be expressed. People need to talk about these things that are happening you know, and black lives matter and, and all this, but I don't believe in riots and looting. I mean, that, you know, that's different. Like protesting the government and, uh, Mm -hmm. injustice is one thing, but then attacking people, residents, like business owners, all they're doing is hurting their own community. They're hurt, you know, they're hurting their own people. Yeah, exactly. It's their own community. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're yeah. mad at someone and you're beating up someone else. Right, right. Yeah. So that was pretty scary. And then and then we couldn't, you know, Aaron Mendenhall told us that we couldn't open on Sunday, and so we didn't. And then Monday we opened up and then Monday night was another protest and they were coming right in front of the, the bar and so I closed the bar at four o'clock again. And so more income. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I've already lost so much damn income. I'm like, what the hell is a couple more days gonna be? You know, so I just trying to keep the safety. And so again, we just stayed here in the bar and um, discarded our, our business. And, uh, you know, and like I said, thankfully nobody came around and, and messed with us. And yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting. And so the protests that have been happening since then have all been peaceful. You know, it's nice because somebody actually came around and kind of took control of these protests, you know, and was like being the leader to the people and saying, listen, this is how you protest correctly, <laughs> you know, which I was, which I was, I was thankful for, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I think people have been able to uh, talk and say what they need to say right now without destroying a neighborhood. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Libsyn. Hey, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Do you have a buddy or maybe a coworker that's thinking of starting a podcast? Hey, if you or someone you know, if you're in the process of starting a podcast and you're looking for the best podcast audio host out there, go check out Libsyn.com. That's spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn.com. We've been using Libsyn to host I Am Salt Lake podcast for almost eight years now, and I know that I truly could not be more happy with them. They make it super, super easy to set up, you guys. They make it super easy to get your podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners. Pay attention. We have a very, very special promo code just for you. Promo code is Salt Lake, all one word, Salt Lake. You're going to get the rest of this month and all of next month free hosting at Libsyn.com if you use the promo code Salt Lake at checkout. What's really cool is you'll start a new podcast that all your family and friends are going to listen to, and you'll be supporting this podcast and you'll be uh, getting yourself some free podcast hosting at the same time. Win-win. 
you'll be a cool person with a new podcast and you'll be supporting this podcast. Anyway, thank you so much to uh, Libsyn for their support. Let's get back to this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Are you having live bands playing yet at Green Pig there or not quite yet? No, not quite yet. No, because um, so, you know, with my blues jam, because like I said, every Monday night, I mean, like if, if you needed somewhere to go on a Monday night, that was the Green Pig because of the blues jam. And I just had the most talented musicians come through here and play here. And like if there was somebody famous in town, they were in this bar that night, you know, and they were they were jamming with the band. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. We've had a lot of a lot of wonderful famous people come in and do this. It's been a great experience. So this week they've like contacted me. They're like, Hey, you know, when can we start this back up again? And I'm like, so how do we social dance? How do we social distance dance? Because yeah. every, uh, a lot of people come here to do swing dancing. Yeah. And so, and if you've been to the pig, it's not that big. So, no. you know, the dance floor is very small. Yeah. But it has um, an you, amazing you know, stage. Exactly. So I just said, you know, let's just hold off for a while longer. Um, Cause I just don't think I can bring bands back until probably, you know, green. I just feel that people aren't going to come and I don't feel how we can social distance safely. And, you know, to wear a mask and dance, it's a little difficult because you need air to dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you breathe a little heavier, right? And totally. then, you know, without a mask, you know, you're putting more of your breath out in the air. And I just, I just don't think it's safe right now. So that, um, that's a really responsible take, even though, you know, as a business owner, like being responsible as a business owner is a hard thing. It is. And it's, it's really impressive that you are being responsible because I can see a lot of people being like, I just want to make money back. Right, you know? right, right. Well, I don't want to get closed down again. I never want to go through that again. And, you know, I'm here for the long haul. You know, I've, like I said, I've been here 11 years. I plan for being here for another 11 years. And, um, and the only way to do that is to be a responsible bar owner. And, you know, in the 11 years, I've, you know, I've saved up. I've, I, have, I have a rainy day fund for, for shit like this that happens. So, and that's um, good. Yeah, that's it's good. Very yeah. good. A lot of, a lot of people, unfortunately. Now, do you own another bar too? Somebody mentioned, I mentioned to somebody yeah. that I was going to be chatting with you and they're like, oh, she owns a bar in Ogden too. Do you own a bar in Ogden? I have two of them in Ogden. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, what, let's give them a shout out. What, which bars, oh, okay. in, Ogden? Yeah. Which bars in Ogden? I, I didn't know this. Yeah. We have the Funk and Dive. Okay. I've been and- there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just another Funk and Dive bar, and then um, and then we have the Harp and Hound. And so, if you've been to the Funk and Dive, the Harp and Hound is actually upstairs. So uh, we did we opened the Funk and Dive six years ago, and then we opened up the Harp and Hound uh, two years ago. So there used to be a restaurant up there in that uh, upstairs from us, and then when they left, we gutted it and just built a beautiful oval bar up there that's uh, ninety feet in circumference. I mean, it is a large bar, and put a big beautiful kitchen in and um and then last year we actually bought the whole building now now we own the whole building which is really nice yeah yeah Yeah. was it was it stressful to take on another like bar like that though i mean especially i don't know like if you're closer to salt lake or ogden but i mean to juggle both bars between both cities seems like that's a lot a lot of work yeah a lot of work a lot of driving a lot of driving (laughs) a lot of late nights a lot of time to listen to podcasts that's true. That's true. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I just felt that I was ready to expand and um, try something a little different than what I have here. Um, so here at the Green Pig, I don't have any uh, partners. But in Ogden, I um, do you know Dave Morris who owns Piper Down? I don't know him personally, but I know of him. 
Yeah. So anyhow, so him and I've been friends for years and then a couple, you know, seven years ago, we're sitting there having some drinks together and I'm like, we should do a bar together. And he's like, that's a great idea. And so then we started looking for places that we wanted to do. And, you know, seven years ago, there were no liquor licenses available, none. So you had to buy an existing license. And, um, and there was a, it was a little crappy bar there in that building called the wine cellar and he wanted to get out. So we, we bought, we bought his liquor license from him and then we closed the bar down for a month and we gutted it and then we rebuilt it and made it what it is today. So, and then, you know, a few years later, Dave and I are like, Hey, let's do another bar. And I'm like, well, we can do it in the same building because that restaurant moved out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we did that. And it's really great because both those bars feed off each other very well. Because, mm-hmm. again, when we opened up the Funk and Dive, we were the only thing over there. That area was dead. There was nothing going on. And and so, again, we're over there, our little Funk and Dive bar going, hey, somebody go over here and look at us over here. And then um, a couple years after we opened, about three doors down, uh, a new bar came, another new bar came in called the Angry Goat. And so they came in and then at the Bigelow or the Ben Loman Hotel, they put a bar in there. And then now, now we have three bars on this block, right? And then, then they're like, well, let's open another bar. So then we did the Harp and Hound. So now that part of Washington Street is a destination. Like people go, okay, great. We come over here and we can go to four different bars. That is, so, oh my gosh. I, I was looking up the websites of those two while you were talking yeah, and we have to go to them. They look so cool. Uh, well, Funky Dive, yeah, is, is an awesome bar. I mean, it's, it's been quiet a few gorgeous. years. I'm sure it's a lot better now. It's been a long time. Like, oh. I want to go move in. Those yeah. are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. It's oh, true. yeah. We, 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 like I said, we gutted those and we built those all from scratch. So, so yeah. So, Dave Morris with Hyper Down, him and I are, are uh, partners on that. And, you know, he's a, he's a fun partner to have. He really is. What kind of advice? Let's say somebody's listening that wanted to start their own business, not necessarily a bar, but do you have a piece of business advice that you might be able to, you know, offer to somebody who doesn't know where to start if they're if they're looking to start something up? I think in any business, probably the first thing, I, and I tell people this all the time. I'm just, you know, they're like, "Oh, this would be fun." I said, "So the first thing you need to do is write a business plan, really, because you have to put it down on paper. You, you know, because you know the money's not going to magically appear." Right. And you want to start something. So you're like, okay, I can start a business for 10 grand, you know, say delivery newspapers. Right. And you're going to buy me an old van and all this stuff. But you need to write the business plan down. You need to know exactly like, okay, so I'm going to spend $150 a week delivering papers. You know, I mean, whatever the, you know, being a janitor, what you're going to need for supplies, but you've got to start somewhere in a business plan. And once you write it down, it makes more sense because you can sit there and have all these ideas in your head. But until you put it to paper, and when you put it to paper, it comes almost to a fruition, right? You're going to say, okay, now I can really start to visualize this, visualize this. And then you start taking notes and you're going to add things and take away things. And so really the first important thing I really believe is that you need to sit down and write yourself a business plan on this. And then you want to go through and, and then start yourself a budget and figure out, okay, what are the, going to be the costs of these? Because that's where I think a lot of why a lot of businesses fail in their first couple of years because they don't properly budget, they don't properly put into the plan of what these th- actual expenses are going to be, you know. And then you got to make sure you've got a little bit extra there on the side, just because in case bad shit happens all the time, yep. you know. And so, and you know, and when I first opened up the Green Pig. I, I ran through that hundred thousand dollars. Like you wouldn't believe, you know, three weeks before we opened, I didn't have a dime left. I was like, Oh my God, 
how am I going to do this? And I did the build out on this building in 10 weeks. That's and amazing. Three wow. weeks, yeah. Tell me about it. My landlord was so impressed. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, but, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I meant to ask you, is there any meaning behind the name green pig? Oh, I wanted to uh, ask yeah. that. Oh, okay. Jinx. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I want to know too. I, meant, yeah. I should have asked you earlier, but, uh, <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, there is, um, you know, being, um, an outdoor enthusiast. And like I said, you know, I, I, uh, river, uh, river running is one of my, you know, it's my, it is my passion, hiking, things like that. So, um, I like to be env- environmentally friendly. And, um, and so I wanted a name that meant something to me. So green is environmental friendly color, right? And, and also we recycle here. So, um, when we first opened, so these days right now, it's hard to recycle, but when you when 10 years ago, not many people were recycling. So it was easy to do. And I could just have my blue cans out there. And that's why I sell a lot of canned beer because cans recycle better than glass do. Because nobody in Utah recycles glass. Is that bullshit or Which what? Is Can nuts. you believe yeah. that? Bl- yeah. Boggles my mind. But aluminum, I can recycle the hell out of that all day long. So we have garbage cans throughout the bar, and they have recycled uh, tags on them. And my staff, I'll yell at them. Like, I'll see a can in the garbage. I'm like, oh, put the can in the garbage. Damn it. Who <laughs> <laughs> did that? It goes in the recycle one. God, you know. Hey, someone's um, got to stand by the values, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and But when I first opened, like, we would scrape all the, the table scrapings into a, one big bin. And then I had a pig farmer who would come by and pick up all the scrapings and take them, feed it to his pigs. So, which was great, right? So I wasn't throwing all this garbage into, into garbage cans. And so I was recycling that way, recycling the aluminum. And 10 years ago, there was somebody in Salt Lake recycling glass. Um, so, you know, I would have all these bins and, but they would have to come every day. Cause I'm like, once a week, isn't going to work for me because, you know, I'm doing this kind of business. Right. So, so 10 years, so being green and being recycle, that was important to me. And then I was just a pig about it. So that's how the green pig <laughs> came around. I love <laughs> so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the funk and dive, you know, like every name, you know, the funk and dive, my dad actually came up with that. My dad was in town. He lives in Florida. And Dave and I were sitting there, you know, um, going, okay, what, you know, what's the theme? What's, what's our gig? What do we, how, you know, what do we want to do? And, and Dave goes, well, let's do a dive bar. And I go, really another fucking dive bar? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Dave's like, yeah. And I go, what are we going to name it? And then my dad goes, well, a funk and dive. And I go, dad, I can't call it that. It's Utah. I can't use the F word. And he goes, Funk, Bridget, Funk, F-U-N-K. So that's how we came up with that name, the Funk and Dive Bar, just because it's another Funk and Dive Bar. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And then the Harp and Hound, we did a, a contest for that one. And that's how we came up with the name for the Harp and Hound. And then I have a really great friend who's a designer. He designed hot rods. And um, he's the one who's done all the designs for the Green Pig, Funk and Dive, and for the Harp and Hound. So that's how we got all our wonderful, cool signs. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a few Salt Lake City related questions that we ask everybody that comes through here, Bridget, uh, as we kind of okay. wind the show down a little bit. If you have family and friends that came to town, right, they're visiting, they've they've never been here. We tend to have our favorite places that we show off, whether it's the mountains or buildings or like downtown or even the Mormon temple. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have like any sure. favorites that you like to like? What's a tour like for you what, what, when you give a tour? Usually we, uh, gosh, so many different things. Park City, of course, you know, um, I, I, I have two dads. And so my, my one dad, he loves Park City. So like when he comes and he brings his 
little wife with him and, uh, you know, that's what they like to do. They're, you know, they're more of the, they're the shopping thing. And so I take them to the city Creek mall. We go to park city, you know, um, and they love to shop. That's, that's their hobby is shopping. They don't play golf. They, they eat and they shop. No great outdoors. <laughs> no great outdoors. No. And then when my other dad comes to town, he loves the great outdoors, but now he's 81 years old. So he's not walking as good as he used to, but still, you know, he likes to go to the mountains and he likes to do a little trail hike. That's something that's pretty easy for him. Um, so a lot of times we'll just go up to uh, City Creek here and just just do that nice walk and stroll. And now um, and when they were here last time, uh, he has a cute little girlfriend now. And um, it, so she's um, she's like, yeah, I like to do the outdoor stuff. And, and they were they were planning on coming out here this summer. And we were I was going to take them uh, whitewater rafting down the green and um but because of the COVID and everything, they won't travel now because of, you know, they're in their eighties, but they're like, we always wanted to do river, you know, rafting. And I'm like, well, sure. I said, we'll just go to green river, Utah. And there's a small section there. I said, we'll go to Moab and I'll just throw you guys on my raft and we'll just, you know, it's a day run, you know, kind of thing. And your 81 so, year old dad though, <laughs> on yeah. rafting mm-hmm. on the river. Like, yeah. That's, yep, that, and, hey, good on him. You yep, know? Yep. And his 80 year old girlfriend. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> they know how to live. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then of course they like to eat too. Cause like, you know, seniors, they love to eat. Um, and so, you know, we go do a lot of dining and, um, but I'm very family oriented too. So when either one of my dads come to town, I always plan a lot of family functions. So it's like barbecues, you know, we, we go to the movies, we go to dinners, we, you know, we do this kind of thing. Um, so that's usually what we do. Uh, we don't go to, to do too many touristy things. You know, they've, they've, They've done the temple stuff. They've done, uh, walked around Salt Lake, but usually they like to pretty much stick with the family. And when I live in West Bountiful and I live out there in the country, so we have a nice lot and there's all kinds of animals around us and all that kind of stuff. So they, they really do enjoy that. You mentioned uh, dining and that's another question I ask people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I know, I know there's eating at Green Pig and you got great food, by the way. I've eaten there lots Thanks. of times. Uh, what, I mean, what are some of your other favorite local eating spots? Any one or two favorites that you care to? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, or four or five, I don't know, however many. Sure. Sure. You know, we're pretty, I'm pretty simple. You know, uh, it's funny. One of my favorite little Mexican restaurants is Lorena's and Bountiful there. You know, they have a great chili verde, you know, so, uh, we like to go there if we want, um, of course, something a little more higher priced or better cuisine. We'll go to, uh, I like Spencer's at the hotel, at the it's a Hilton now, right? For oh, a steak. Steakhouse. I mean, that's probably one of my, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And we always try to find something new. Cause one of my favorite things is I love Vietnamese food. So we'll go out to West Valley and we'll just try a new Vietnamese restaurant, you know? So that's probably, probably my, and I couldn't even tell you most of the names. Cause I'm like, Oh, let's try that place. I haven't been to that place yet or this place or that place. <laughs> but really to be truthful more when we're, when I'm in Salt Lake, I, I do so much cooking at home because I work so much. So when I have a night off, I'm like, I want to stay home. I want to make sure that my husband and I have a nice meal instead of getting bar food to go home or, you know, that. Now, when we go to California, we eat out almost every night. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, we, we, I, I don't have an on-the-beach beach house, but I have a beach house that's about a half a mile off the beach. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's our <laughs> thing. And we, we, we go there once a month and um, hang out there. But that's when we go out. That's, that's you know. That's yeah, just get so. get out get out of your workspace and go into your paradise. You know? Exactly. So if I, yeah, I if I have time it. off, I've got I've got the kids over. I've got my my adult children and then all my grandkids over. And that, like I said, that's probably two to three times a week. 
that, that we do that. So we're, we're a very close-knit family. Another question we ask people here is, uh, and this is kind of an interesting one right now to ask, is like, what would you change about Salt Lake City? So we have to ask this, what would you change mm. pre-COVID? I mean, imagine sure. life was just how it was. I mean, it's kind of hard right now. We just want it back to normal. I get that. but I would like to change our um, our appearance to the rest of the world because, you know, there are some things that our state does that just, I think, make us look retarded, right? And there, and when the people from other uh, states or even other countries, and they come here and they're like, we heard uh, this or this, and I'm just like, well, you can still get a drink in Utah. You still can get a nice drink in Utah. You know, so some of the things that, that Utah projects to the rest of the world just doesn't always put us in a good light. And so I just wish they would just be a little more conscious about that and I know that, that uh, you know, there's supposed to be a difference between church and state, and I just don't believe that, that, that that's, that's what we do, right? I believe the church runs our, our state. Oh, they do? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, they started it, so, you know. <laughs> yep, that's true, that's true. So they were keeping it. Uh, and, you know, Not for long. And so sometimes, just kidding. Right? <laughs> but, you know, like, occasionally they'll throw us a bone, right, in the, in the alcohol community, being bar owners, but then they'll take two things away from us. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and that gets so frustrating because you're like, ooh, we're growing up a little bit. Ah, oh, I was just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> so, we're like, okay, no, let's take the one step forward and three step back kind of thing. So I just wish that Utah would grow up just a little bit. You know, I wish that they would relax on a few things and um, make us more look more like an adult state and not, you know, a state that's got a shit show going on. So, and that would people could come here and, and feel comfortable and not feel that some people, when they come to the state, they're like, they always say, this is one of the most beautiful states I've ever seen, but God, this is really weird. Why is this <laughs> yeah. always so weird? Or there's nothing you know? to do. Or, or there's know. nothing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, those would be one of the things I would change. And, um, you know, but one of the things, there's something I do have to say, what I'm real proud of, you know, um, is that we we have grown in a lot of areas. And, and I'm like, let's just keep on going. You know, I love our vegan community. I cannot believe how how, you know how many vegans are in this town? This is there's a so lot. Great. There's a lot, you know, and we, you know, all our bars are still vegan friendly as well. We have great vegan menus too. So make sure that gets out there. You know, we we love supporting the um, the vegan community. We love supporting our animal rights activists. You know, I, for years I was on the board of directors for the LBGT community for Pride Center. Um, I resigned a few years ago because now I do my own Pride thing. But there's so many other great things that are happening in, in Utah that, you know, I want to make sure we mention that, not just what I don't like about oh, it. Sure. So. Well, our counterculture uh, community here is amazing. It, it is, is amazing. amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah. yeah it's, it's, good, it's good to spotlight, you know, yeah. because it's hard to know. Before we completely wrap up here, is there anything that you wanted to make sure we talked about or that you want to promote? I mean, obviously, we want to get your address and how people can connect to you on social media, but... I didn't know, I mean, if there's anything that you wanted to talk about specifically. Oh, well, Not that there should be, but if there is. Yeah, no, um, I, I think we've, we've covered a lot of bases. You know, there's um, a lot of things, you know, with everything going on in the world right now. You know, my biggest wish out there for everybody is to stay, is to stay safe and healthy. And if you do not feel that this is your time to be going out, then don't. Stay home. But if you want to come out and you want to support all of us bars and restaurants that are that are open right now, you know, I, you know, uh, yesterday I actually did like a bar crawl. I went to several places yesterday just to see how everybody else is doing it, too. And I was impressed 
by not just us, but Twist and Cheers to You and Piper Down and Lucky 13. I, I went to a lot of places yesterday and everybody's doing their due diligence to keep a safe and healthy atmosphere, you know, with the sanitizing, with the mask, with, you know, uh, the cleaning and the responsible social distancing. And, you know, I'm, I'm real proud of how our people are doing this. It's um, awesome. But again, but again, you know, if you don't feel safe, don't go out, you know, stay home. I get it. I'm not mad about it. I understand it. But, you know, I want them to know, too, that if they do come out, we're all doing our due diligence and our best to make sure that everybody is, is safe. Now, what's the address? Give the address of uh, Green Pig. Thing. We are 31 East, 400 South, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84111. We're on the corner of 4th South and Cactus Street, which is the entrance into Exchange Place. You can't miss us. We're on the corner. You know? Yeah, really easy. You're right right by quarters there. And, uh, yep. and, uh, and that awesome parking garage you could park in and just walk. I know, right? <laughs> and I mean, after, after four o'clock, it's only five bucks to park there. It's cheaper to park in that parking garage and it oh, is totally. to go out here and feed these meters because you do have to feed the meter till eight o'clock at night. So why not just park in that parking garage, pay your five bucks, and you don't even have to worry about it. Exactly. You know? And they, and the, and that garage does have surveillance in it. So, you know, if you have too much fun and you got to Uber home, your car's fine. So it's good to know. Don't, don't leave anything in it to get it stolen out of it. That's I always tell people. Yeah. Oh, I got my car broken into. Oh, because you had your purse in there. Hello. Don't leave your <laughs> iPad on your dashboard. You're no, you know, sure. like- yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and then if you come down here, there's not just me here. There's so many other places to go too. So stop at all of us. Spread the love. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Let's get yeah. downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, Let's get hopping. Yeah, hopping and safely, get some, safely hopping. hopping. Get some money down yeah. there. Get some money back flowing down there. I know you guys mm-hmm. need it down there. Uh, we do. And, we do. And a reminder to tip your server when you go out. Right, like it's really important. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. yeah I, now's know, the time for over tipping. Right now is the time to over tip. You know, because there was a, you know, especially when they went on unemployment. Because you know, uh, when you have a, I guess, a regular job where you get a salary, servers and bartenders work for tips. And not all those tips, you know, they claim what they, they, they claim what they make, but not all the time do they make what normal pe- people make in a salary. So, you know, their unemployment checks weren't as large as most people, you know, oh, so, yeah. and, uh, you know, that, yeah. yeah mm-hmm, yep. So, uh, you know, it makes, makes a little bit of difference. It's good that they got that extra $600 a week, you know, that kind of kept a lot of them from getting homeless or anything like that. I did pay rent on a couple of people, but you know what? I've, I was glad to do it because I, I promised my staff that nobody would go homeless. But, oh. but yeah, over tip right now. Just, you know, just do it because, you know, what I'm afraid of is that getting closed down again. I hope this doesn't happen, you yeah. know, in the fall with everything happening. And I'm telling the kids right now, I'm like, save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. Because, you know, this could, and could we be as an customers, issue again. we as customers want to keep you open. So I think it behooves us to help the servers out. Like we want everyone to be able to continue doing what they're doing. Right, right, right. And I have to tell you, though, too, that, you know, the clientele that's been coming in, they've been so understanding. You know, we've just been having the best people come in and just, you know, because now, especially in the bars, we have to operate more like a restaurant. Right. So you don't you can't go to you can't go to the bar and order. You have to sit at a table now. You know, you can't meander. You can't, you know, bars are social atmospheres. And now we're not allowed to be social. Now you have to sit at your table and you order. And you pay and you go. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so the clientele, they're just been like, just so excited to get out of their house, I think. 
So they've been really, really great, very understanding. Um, you know, uh, masks are recommended. They're not required, but 90% of us are asking you to please wear your mask to the bar. And then once you get seated, take your mask off. But once you come in the door, because people are coming and going at the same time. So, you know, it's just being respectful to everybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Bridget, for coming and doing the podcast. I always, uh, Chrissy always has a final question. She asks everybody uh, that comes through here. So I'm going to have her ask that. And I just wanted to thank you again for, for doing this and for owning uh, an amazing bar in downtown Salt Lake City. One of my favorite well, thanks bars. For, for having me. I love this. This is fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> well, we'll bring, <laughs> me we'll, too. We'll, you're, you're a good talker. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> we'll bring it back through. And maybe, you know, once we start doing these in person again, we'll have to bring you through our podcast room here and, and do it in okay. person. Cause we're just kind of keeping distance for a second still, you know, it's like, ah, let's, I let's. get it. I, I get it. Anyway, I understand. Chrissy, okay. has, go ahead, Chrissy. Yeah. So if you could leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by, what would you tell them? Love first. That's one the, the biggest thing I try to promote with my staff, my family, my clientele, you know, love first. So because you may not get a chance to do this tomorrow. All right. Thanks again to Bridget Gordon for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation, they can be found with this episode notes on our podcast website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 439. That's for episode 439. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chrissy. Do you know what time it is? It is weekly recommendation time. It is weekly recommendation time. And we're going to do a local business edition. Yeah, I'm excited. So we were doing like a quarantine edition, but now that we're kind of like slightly venturing out into the real right. world. Trying right? to open back up safely. But there's all these like local businesses that were like, no, we don't want them to go under. We want like them to stick around right and we have to support them if we want them to come out on the other side come on so we want to highlight some of the companies that are local businesses that we really want to send you to support we want to continue supporting we just want to see everyone keep going quit talking and tell us who you oh oh okay fine (laughs) i want to recommend peach treats jewelry you can follow her uh instagram at peach treats you can find her on etsy she's usually at all of these um the downtown farmers market yeah all the markets but they're not really doing it so much this year they're doing the food but not like the arts and the the crafts. crafts yeah 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 so Follow her. She makes amazing jewelry. I want to gauge my ears just so I can wear more of it. She's amazing. And I want to mention she was actually on episode five of I Am Salt Lake. Yeah, go so check go it back, out. So go back way five. back to episode five, back to the early days. Uh, my weekly recommendation for uh, supporting local is going to be go support the heavy metal shop. Uh, Kevin over there, great guy. He's been around Salt Lake City for years. I mean, Salt Lake City would not be Salt Lake City without the heavy metal shop. So head on in there, buy a t-shirt, buy a fanny pack, buy a hat, uh, buy some records. I am uh, a proud owner of a fanny pack from the heavy metal <laughs> shop, and I do not regret it one second. Heavy metal shop is located downtown at 63 Exchange Place or heavymetalshop.com. For those of you that don't want to leave your house, but you still want to support them and buy a t-shirt, heavymetalshop.com. And before we leave, I want to remind you that our entire back catalog of podcast episodes are available at IamSaltLake.com. Just head on over there, check them out. Be sure to share your favorite episodes with your family and friends. All right, guys, have a great week. It's hard to believe that June is almost over. It's almost July, almost July 4th. It's so weird. Not sure what we're going to do this year. No fireworks, I think, in Salt Lake City. But hey, get out and enjoy the city. Do a barbecue or a picnic or something. Uh, support local. 
and we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>